Welcome to UFC On Point. Welcome back to UFC On Point. This time with an instant reaction on the cracking UFC 259. Guys, we're just a couple days, I, I should say two days behind UFC 259. And um, we had high expectations on an event which um, really had a stacked card from top to bottom. And what should I say, most of the fights actually delivered, guys. It was an amazing event. Um, was a very long night for us European fans, as I could imagine. Um, but let's go right into it, guys. I mean, Jan Blachowicz, the Polish power, retaining his light heavyweight belt... Um, and handing Israel Adesanya his first loss in MMA. Um, he had a pretty smart game plan, in my opinion, Jan Blachowicz. <clears throat> um, I've, I've been reading the last, um, the last two days a lot about an upset um, for Jan Blachowicz, but, I mean, he was the betting underdog, but Israel Adesanya was moving up a weight class, um, and it was a very big jump, um, around 20 pounds, which usually when you jump up a weight class, it's like 10 pounds or maybe 15. <clears throat> but 20 pounds is a big jump. And um, yeah, you could you could actually see the difference. So Israel had the speed difference and obviously the movement. Um, but Jan Blachowicz, he got hit with some shots of Israel Adesanya, obviously. But you could see um, that it didn't have the effect um, than in the middleweight division, for example. And also, um, Jan Blachowicz landed good strikes on Israel Adesanya. And um, he has a good gin as well, Adesanya, we should say that, because Blachowicz landed and Izzy said um, he felt the difference, but obviously he did not get knocked down or anything. But um, yeah, it was just round four and five was very smart by Blachowicz um, to decide to bring this thing to the ground. And it just he had just top control um, during the last two rounds, um, which secured him the victory. A lot of discussions about why these last uh, two rounds have been scored 10-8 rounds, which which I completely cannot understand, because those were clearly no 10-8 rounds, guys, in my opinion, because when you consider a round being 10-8, it's usually a domination. Like, the one fighter gets absolutely dominated by the other, and that was clearly not the case. Jan Blachowicz had um, top control and landed some shots, but there was absolutely no domination. And um, yeah, I mean, I was, I had Jan Blachowicz leading um, um, two rounds up to one, heading into the fourth. So, um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty close fight. And Jan Blachowicz, man, I mean, the Polish power, he wants. Glover Teixeira next, which I can't wait to see because Glover is just extremely dangerous on the ground, but on the feet, in my opinion, Jan Blachowicz clearly has the advantage. But um, great night of fights, great main event, Jan Blachowicz. Um, he wants some respect on his name. He absolutely got it for me. I mean, he had the respect from my, from my side before that fight, obviously. Um, because he knocked out so many great guys. And, um, I mean, for Izzy, it's not a setback, right? I mean, it was a heavy jump up. He, he yeah, he, he tried to, um, to reach another level in the game. 
and now he goes back to drawing board and um, yeah just destroys the rest of the middleweight division in Darren Till and uh, other up-and-comers so we'll see what will be here next so let's talk about the goat in women's MMA guys me um, sorry Amanda Nunes just absolutely incredible. I mean, I never doubted anything. I never thought that Megan Anderson would have any chance in this fight, <clears throat> even though the UFC built her up um, in a way that she yeah, might be dangerous for Nunes because of her size and her height. But to be honest, Amanda Nunes is just so good and dominant everywhere. I mean, she landed the f the first uh, the first right hand she landed immediately dropped and caught Megan Anderson's attention. Um, she was clearly clearly dominating on the feet as long as the fight lasted, I should say. And on the ground, I mean, what an incredible submission! Uh, she got a triangle and then um, and then switched to an armbar and finished the fight in absolutely dominant fashion. I couldn't believe what I saw. I mean, <clears throat> absolutely great performance by Amanda Nunes. Um, she's 1-0 and and a mother now. So, I mean, there's really, there's not really a competition in this weight class, in my opinion, which is Amanda Nunes' um, natural weight class. I mean, there's not really competition at all, in my opinion. The only fight I want to see is Amanda Nunes taking on um, Valentina Shevchenko, <clears throat> because that was clearly her closest fight, or fights, I should say, because they had two fights. I would love to see that fight again, but other than that, I, I cannot really think of one woman in MMA um, that can make that fight with Amanda Nunes competitive, besides Valentina Shevchenko, in my opinion, and that is the fight that I want to see if I'm if I'm being honest right now. So absolutely dominant performance by Amanda Nunes. And then we got the third title fight and the first title fight of the night, I should say. Very, very controversial. It was the fight I was looking the most forward to. Um, in, in it, it delivered um, a lot of action. <clears throat> so Aljamay Sterling came out with a huge pace. I mean... He put pressure on Peter Jan during the whole fight. He did not stop. In my opinion, it looked it looked a bit awkward and a little bit um, yeah, and a little bit reckless was Algerman, uh, what Algerman Sterling was doing. There were there was no timing of takedowns or no clear approach. He was just rushing into Peter Jan and trying to take him down and um, was unsuccessful. I think in every in every um, takedown approach. And even Peter Jan um, was able to take him down. So clearly the game plan for Aljamain Sterling was just to overwhelm Peter Jan with strikes and kicks and takedowns so that Peter Jan was not able um, to, to do what he's best at, and that is boxing. So, but still, starting from the, from the second and third round, you could see that Peter Jan was landing some heavy punches and um, that clearly got um, Aljamain Sterling's attention. So, because of the volume, you could argue that Aljamain Sterling won the first two, or yeah, even the, even only the first round, in my opinion. And um, yeah, it was very interesting. But as the fight um, as the fight went on, you clearly could see that Aljamain was really exhausted. And um, yeah, heading into the fourth round, 
Aljamain Sterling was, yeah, we, we, sh we should talk about the, the um, controversial, dis not controversial decision, but the, the, illegal, the illegal knee of Peter Jan. So Aljamain Sterling um, was on the ground with two knees at first, then only with one knee um, and both arms. And Peter Jan, even though the referee clearly warned him and told him, Peter, Aljamain is, uh, is considered as grounded. And there was some discussion going on with Peter Jan and his corner, which I did not really hear during the fight, to being honest. And um, they kind of advised him, um, yeah, you can, you can throw that knee. And he landed that knee on Aljamain Sterling's face while he was grounded. So an absolute, clearly um, intentional foul, which in the end cost him his title, which is very, very sad. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure why the referee, um, why, why it took him so long to stop the fight, because clearly Aljamain, he could not continue. And why would he, after an illegal knee, where your opponent gets disqualified, why should you continue fighting when you are so compromised and um, clearly have a disadvantage in continuing? So, I mean, obviously no fighter wants to win a belt um, in this fashion, but it was clearly the right decision to stop that fight, and I'm absolutely sure they're going to run it back. And um, it's very sad for Pierre Jan, obviously, because, as I said, Aljamain was slowing down and um, Pierre Jan kind of had full control over the fight. And I'm pretty sure he would have been dominating in the last two rounds as well. So he was dominating the fourth round, um, to be honest. So very, very, um, yeah, tragic ending for this fight. But Aljamain is the new bantamweight champion, guys. That's the only title change of the night. And I'm, yeah, I can't wait for the rematch, to be honest. Very sad situation for the number one ranked Corey Sandhagen, who was ready to fight the winner of that fight. And um, I think he needs to sit out a little bit more or take the fight with TJ Dillashaw. Let's see how this all goes. Then we had Islam Makhachev taking on Drew Dober. Um, Islam had Khabib in his corner, and um, I mean, this guy is absolutely dangerous, guys. Um, he just showed that he belongs at the top in the lightweight division, and I know why nobody wants to fight him. This guy is absolutely dominant. Drew Dober is an absolutely machine, as you could see. He, his frame is just crazy. But Islam just um, decided to take him down over and over again. And eventually finished it with this incredibly strong arm triangle choke. I mean, just just impressive. Um, how easy easily Islam takes his opponents down. Um, it, it's just it's just crazy to me. And uh, I'm very very curious um, what the next challenge for him is. He said he wanted to fight Tony Ferguson. Let's see if this fight comes together. I would love to see it, even though I think Tony Ferguson has no chance of winning this fight, to be honest with you. Islam is a monster, um, and I, I can really see him rising to the top. Cornered by Khabib, I mean, that's just going to be incredible. What a fight, Islam Makhachev. Then we had um, the European hope in Alexander Rakic. Um, he defeated Thiago Santos, the sledgehammer from Brazil. Um, 
um, via unanimous decision in a fight that was very, very tactical. Um, not that yeah, crazy to watch, to be honest. But it was tactical and he got the unanimous decision. I mean, it was so much spotlight on, 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 this, um, on this event that probably if one of these two guys had, yeah, had delivered a, an outstanding performance, he would have gotten maybe closer to a title shot than by just um, delivering such a tactical battle. But it is what it is. Alexander Rakic got the job done. He is now a few wins, wins in a row, in my opinion. So um, he's climbing up the ladders and I'm curious to see what for the rocket is next. But let's, let's quickly go um, to the prelims as well because those delivered even more, in my opinion. Just quickly to mention, Kyler Phillips versus Song Yedong. What a cracker. Kyler Phillips defeated him by unanimous decision. Crazy fight. I love to watch Kyler Phillips. Dominic Cruz got the victory, the split decision victory um, over Casey Kenny. Asker Askarov also very dominant over Joseph Benavides via unanimous decision. And Kai Kara France, my god, what a fight that was. Versus Rogerio Bonturin. Rogerio Bonturin, an absolutely monster on the ground. He took him down, he had his back, he had several submission attempts. But what a crazy fight. Kai Kara France, very, very um, good in defending on the ground. And. Um, in the, at, the, at the end of the first round, he somehow got, got up and with five seconds left, he just, he just threw heavy punches and knocked Rogerio Bonturin out cold and immediately celebrating, walking off, even though the fight was not really stopped. I don't know what um, Herb Dean was doing there. He kind of stepped in, but he did not. But eventually, Kai France got the KO victory in a, with a crazy performance. Um, wow, just impressive. Really cool. And another city kickboxing guy in Carlos Orlberg. He lost his debut um, against Kennedy in Jekwiju. In I think it was fight of the night. But um, yeah, I mean, Carlos, it seemed to me that his chin did not really hold up um, really well because... Every time Njekwuji was landing, he just was a little bit wobbly on his feet, in my opinion. So, And eventually he got knocked out in the second round after a very busy and good first round from Olberg. So that was interesting. And the guy, guys, that I'm really, really high on is Sean Brady. Fighting out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's just an absolute monster. 14-0. He defeated a very, very tough Jake Matthews. In the third round um, with an arm triangle choke. He's now 14-0. and 0, And I think all the weight, uh, welterweights out there should be aware of this guy. It's an absolute monster when you look at his body frame. I cannot wait. Um, what's next for this guy? Sean Brady with a brilliant performance. He's now on a, I mean, obviously 14-fight winning streak. He won um, all, his, all of his four fights in the UFC. And um, I'm curious, really curious, what is um, what is next for him. We also had Uros Medic, the doctor, um, defeating another contender series alum in Alan Cruz in the first round via TKO. Also a great performance. And I mean, this card, guys, it delivered. It really did. And especially the prelims um, delivered. And um, 
what a night of fight it was, guys, for us. I mean, just absolutely brilliant. I loved every second. I was absolutely exhausted and tired the whole Sunday. But um, that's what we love. That's what we do. That's why we watch that sport, guys, right? So, I mean, just quickly um, to look ahead. We have the UFC Fight Night Edwards versus um, Muhammad next weekend. A fight night that I was looking forward to so much. Um, originally scheduled Leon Edwards to fight Hamzat Chimaev. Obviously, Hamzat um, is dealing with some serious, serious um, co um, conflicts while he had COVID. So it seemed to be very badly affecting him in the in the long run. I really hope that he's he's getting healthy again. And um, yeah. I just I just w wish him the best. And Leon Edwards got the replacement fight in Bilal. Remember the name Muhammad. I love that nickname. Nickname by the way, Leon Edwards um, currently ranked. I think it's number three in the welterweight division, taking on Bilal Muhammad, number thirteen. And I mean Leon Edwards, he just needs to get back to fighting, and finally he does after a two-year layoff. I just remember I had tickets, guys, for the for UFC London 2020 where Leon Edwards was scheduled to fight Tyron Woodley. I was looking so much forward to um, attending my first UFC event live in London, in Europe. And it was, eventually it was the first event which was canceled due to COVID. And um, since then Leon Edwards, I mean, was not able to get a fight and now he's back taking on Bilal Muhammad, um, who is on a streak also in the welterweight division. And, um, I just, I mean, I just hope nothing, <laughs> nothing falls out here again, because this should be a good fight. I think Leon Edwards is getting it done. I mean, we, we cannot really say how his game has developed, but he's so young. I think he, he has gotten better. Bilal Muhammad is dangerous, but I think Edwards is clearly the better fighter in the standup. Um, so he should, he should get it done, in my opinion. Um, what else do we have on that card? Misha Surkunov taking on Ryan Spann. And um, what a good, a very good fight should be is Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker. That one should be fireworks. And the dentist, Darren Stewart, comes back against Eric Anders. Also a good fight. Um, obviously not, the, not, not as much name power um, as on um, the, the previous UFC 259. But another prospect, Nazrat Hakbarast, finally, um, finally gets his fight. A guy fighting out of Hamburg, Germany. I think they're still searching for an opponent, as his previous opponent, for some reason, um, is not able to fight anymore. So that is something um, to be look ahead to. And uh, can't wait for this fight night, guys. What a UFC 259 it was. Um, if you have anything anything else to say or if you want to discuss UFC Fight Night with me, just hit me up on, on Instagram, for example. My name is SVN underscore LSR. You can hit me up whenever if you want to talk UFC, if you want to talk some fights, some fight news, or just um, give me some recommendations or improvements for my podcast. Um, just contact me or leave a leave a rating on on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I would be very happy to do that. And also, if you want to join my podcast, just hit me up. I would love to have have a guest on my show. 
even though it's not that popular yet. But um, I mean, not doing it for fame, right? I just want to talk UFC. So would appreciate all um, all the interactions with you. Hit me up if you would like to. And um, I will talk to you next week after UFC Fight Night Edwards versus Muhammad was going down. Until then, stay tuned, guys. Enjoy the fights. And I'll talk to you next week. Stay safe. Thank you.